Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Doing well. How about yourself? Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. I think uh, I'm get, I'm days away from uh, putting the beard into your into your stratosphere of trimming her down. It's starting to get so? a little uh, starting to get a little wild. And uh, yours, I, I, I'm sitting here looking at yours for the last two weeks, and I'm like, hmm, I think I might uh, I think I might trim her down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me see your neck. What do you do with your neck? Oh, I I go up. I don't let it. I don't let it get too crazy underneath. Okay. Yep. I keep it. Uh, I keep it. I keep it. I keep it. I try to keep it tight on the underside. I lift the beard up. Try to get a little undershave down there, yeah. and then I'll trim right. I'll trim the line. You know, from from uh, the side, uh, the other side of the ear of the sideburn down to the down to the mustache. Try to keep it clean. Yeah. Still got to go out and see customers every now and then, so I try to keep it clean. Yep. It still looks good. Still looks good. Yeah, I got. I tried to reverse fade myself. I'm either going to go to the barber the next couple of days and have him actually do it, or I'm just trimming it all off. Yeah. We've like, talked about it before. It looks good. It looks good. All right. <clears throat> you know who else looks good these days? Who's that? Patrick Mahomes and the old man Tom Brady. Yeah. Buddy, it is Super Bowl week. That's right. That's right. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to go into a whole thing about how good they look and uh, all that kind of stuff. I was but. I was going to, but I figured we'd just jump into the game. Let's jump, jump into the game, game because we all know Patrick. Hey, so I was watching. So so one of my favorite things that we miss out on is last week on Tuesday would have been um, media day. Last Tuesday would have been media day. We didn't have media day because of the because of the Rona. So here we are. They did some Zoom stuff, I guess. And they asked Tyreek Hill a question about Patrick Mahomes. And he said, man, the funniest thing about Patrick Mahomes is probably when he comes into every single huddle because his voice sounds like Kermit the Frog. And he started imitating Patrick Mahomes calling a play and trying to do his best Kermit the Frog. And if you've ever heard Patrick Mahomes, like when he's out of breath, like when they interview him right after a game, like and he's still huffing a little bit, he gets, he's got a little bit of a weird little tone to the voice. I, I mean, God love him. It's, I could, I mean, he's got everything in the world. So if that's the one thing that the poor guy has to deal with, he'll be fine. He's got the old Ray Romano. Is that it? Yeah, a little Ray, a little bit, a little bit, kind of, yeah. but not as deep, not as deep, not as right. deep but the old Ray Romano right. is definitely a good way to put it. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes from Family Guy. They did, I forget what the joke was, but it was something about that voice. And it was like all like Kermit the Frog, Ray Romano, and two other people with the same voice, two other like famous people with the same voice all in this all in the room together. It was so funny. Um, so YouTube that you YouTube like Kermit the Frog, Ray Romano, Family Guy, or something like that. Really funny. I'm sure it'll pop up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds that sounds good. And then of course you got Tom Brady who I've been watching some Tom Brady stuff and uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady really likes to talk to people and try to sound hip and cool, but the dude is 42 years old and you can just hear him try. He tries hard with these young guys, man. When he, they got a bunch of stuff with him in the locker room 
and all these guys are talking to him, call him old head and all this, and he keeps trying to come back. And, you know, it's Tom Brady, so they respect him and laugh at what he says. But he, he sounds like an old man with a bunch <laughs> of little kids. It's what he is. There are kids in this league that were born after he was drafted. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be weird. That's got to be so weird. Um, yeah, that, that's funny. It was uh, – you just – you said something a, a minute ago, and I, I was thinking about – it made me think about something, and then I just lost it, of course. Um, oh, about how he uh, how he's an old head, and uh, they all – and he tries to sound cool in the locker room. Yes, thank you. And, uh, and everybody's hooting and hollering. The, the, the same thing I felt when I saw that uh, – when I saw who is the halftime performer of the Super Bowl this year, uh, and that is The weekend. Now, I've heard of The weekend plenty. I can't – I don't know what he looks like. I don't know a song. You don't – dude, The weekend had that goofy, crazy hair, and he was dating Selena Gomez. Man, you got to get on the E! News Snapchat. You got to get you some Aaron Lim in your life, dude. Okay. Keep you up to date. All right. All right, I'll uh, I'll sign up for that pretty soon here. Um, I've talked I've talked about I've talked about the E News chat snap for a long time. You have on this podcast. You have, and I've never subscribed. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know half the people she talks about in there, but I do remember Selena Gomez in the weekend. If John Henson was still doing talk soup on E, I would I would have signed up, but nope. So funny. That man was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And then uh so good. And then oh, what's his name after that was just as funny to me. Um ah, of course I'm gonna The girl that did it too. I can't remember the girl's name either. Was it Aisha Tyler, maybe? Or uh yeah, it might have been it. I don't know. I, I anyway. couldn't tell you. So if you Joel say McHale. a name, it's probably right. Joel McHale is the is the other one that I that Joel is McHale the, did the, yeah, he was the other one. Yeah, I think Joel McHale did it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, talk soup. So the weekend, I'm like, I, I, I usually don't get that excited for the Super Bowl, uh, for the halftime show anyway. Oh, excuse me. Whoops. It's my favorite. We'll, we'll bleep that. We'll bleep that part out, uh, in post. I, I, we'll edit that out. I don't think we're allowed to say the Super Bowl. Yeah. The big game halftime show, uh, or the super <laughs> fantastic game or the championship football, fantastical matchup or whatever it is. Um, anyway, so the weekend is the halftime performer and I know nothing about that guy. Um, but that means nothing. Oh, and by the way, uh, Budweiser not doing a commercial for the first time in 25 years or something. Like I did that. not hear that. Really? Yeah. Budweiser. Has what was the out. reasoning? Um, I don't remember, but they, they announced, I don't know, a few days ago that they were not going to have a commercial in the Super Bowl for the first time in however many 20, 25 years or something like that. So, uh, man, no how crazy is that? Yep. <clears throat> wow. Yep. To, to have a Super Bowl with no Clydesdales is definitely going to be, is definitely going to be crazy. So let's talk about this. <clears throat> this is a tale of two quarterbacks, right? I mean, in real life, these two defenses are really good. Yeah. Uh, they both pressure a quarterback. I think like 80% of the time they bring five or more. So it's going to be have a lot to do with that. But that being said, on one end, you have a quarterback that can do whatever he wants with his legs. He's, his offensive line is, is dismantled at this point in time. They've moved their right tackle to left tackle and moved, slid a guard over to right tackle, put somebody, and then we, they have two new guys in on the interior. 
uh, in, for Kansas City. So Mahomes does this thing with the legs, though. Brady, you can pressuring him has always been the way to go, right? But the thing is, when he does get pressured, Tom Brady is the smartest quarterback to ever live, right? Tom Brady knows what to do, when to do it better than anyone. That's why he is the GOAT. So that being said, 14-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, six-time Super Bowl champ, three-time MVP. He's been to, what, six-time champ, and he's, this is his eighth or his tenth? Tenth. Tenth Super Bowl. This will be his tenth Super Bowl. If he wins, he'll have won seven. If Patrick Mahomes, in Patrick Mahomes' case, he has been a starter for three years. He has been in three AFC championships, lost one only because the defense had a false start. If the defense doesn't, doesn't jump off sides at the end of that game, they get the ball back, that game's over. He would technically be in the Super Bowl three straight years, except they were playing Tom Brady. Tom Brady ended up winning that Super Bowl. So he's been in the league for three years. This is his second Super Bowl in three years. He won one, and he was in the AFC Championship in the other. He was the Super Bowl MVP. He was the MV. He's been an MVP. After three years of starting, this kid could retire and be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. That being said, which quarterback is this most important? Is this victory most important for Tom uh, Patrick Mahomes to beat the goat, or Tom Brady? to beat the kid who is supposed to be the greatest there is. I want to say it's more important for Patrick Mahomes because he is still so early in his career. Um, and it's, it's, you know, they say, especially for guys who do get to the Super Bowl really early in their careers, they tell, you know, usually the veterans will tell the guys like, look, savor this because you might play 20 years in this league and make it to the Super Bowl your first year and never make it again after that. Dan Marino, Dan Marino. And, uh, and you know, it looks like the chiefs are going to be really good for a long time. It looks like Patrick Mahomes is going to be really good for a long time. And they're probably, I mean, there's a good chance they're in the playoffs and in, 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 uh, you know, conference championship games and in the super bowl in the, uh, great, big, wonderful game. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, a bunch more times, or this might be the last time he ever gets a chance to do that. So, and Tom Brady, like you said, this, this is his 10th time. He's, he just said in the last couple of days, he, he could can possibly consider playing past 45. He's still thinking about continuing to play or they could win this game and he could retire after the game. We don't know, but he is, he's 40. Is, yeah, I think you said 42. I thought he's like 43 or 44, but either he's way. He's 43. He's 43 in 184 days. Okay. All right. How so many, 43 how many and a half. How many minutes? Uh, and seconds 17, here? exactly 17 seconds as of right now. Oh. He's born at 1040. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Um. So anyway, yeah, he, he, you know, Tom Brady's been there. He's accomplished every single thing you can possibly accomplish, uh, including being considered by 95% of people to be the greatest quarterback to ever live. Um, so there's not really anything else to accomplish. Patrick Mahomes has a, a really, hopefully a really long career ahead of him and hopefully a lot of wins and, and a lot of great things. But, you know, it, this could be his last opportunity to play for a championship. And so, 
uh, I think it's a little bit bigger for him. Now I can understand if, if you want to say Tom Brady, because of the whole, the very, you know, he played 20 years or whatever in new England. And then the first year he left there, he goes and wins the super bowl. And that solidifies his legacy for sure. As the best player ever, I can understand that part of it. Um, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes though, for those reasons, what do you think? I, a big part of me wants to say, I, I, I wants to say Tom Brady because of how you ended that. When Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, the talk of is it Brady or was it Belichick? Belichick came out basically after they had lost, what was it? They had lost two out of their first or three out of their first five games. And he was like, look, what do you guys want me to do? We did every, we, the last two years, we went all in to get to the Super Bowl. We made it, we got one out of it. And, you know, now, like a lot of other teams, we have to start coming back and making and make our, you know, and, and, and what do you want to call it? Rebuild or whatever. He didn't use the word rebuild, but he basically was telling the media and the fans, look, this happens. It happens. It's not, you can't, you know, for us to have done it this long is ridiculous. That being said, it almost feels like Tom Brady coming out of this. He always had that that little that little monkey on his shoulder, the Belichick monkey that wouldn't get off, and people would be like, "Well, Brady's unbelievable." But that that Belichick defense, if it wasn't for Belichick starting the Patriot way and all that stuff, then would would Tom Brady have ever even done it? He's a he's a he's a he's a system quarterback. He's a a game. Uh, what do they call him? Uh, uh, game uh, manager. Oh my gosh, a game manager. Which, by the way, why is being called a game manager such a bad thing? Can you explain that to me? No, I can't. Because every single quarterback, no matter how they play, is a game manager. First of all, the best quarterbacks should be the should be a game manager because what you do, you you manage the game based on what you can and cannot do. Tom Brady can't run. Tom Brady can make every throw. Well, he struggled with a deep ball early. But I'll tell you what, the last three, four games, I think he's, he's averaging like over 15 yards per pass or something. I mean, his deep ball is there. He's throwing the ball deep again, and they're accurate. But in the beginning of this year, it was a little off. He's playing with totally different wide receivers, didn't have a really big offseason. That's understandable. Comes back. He is throwing the ball as well as I've seen him throw in the past three years. Now, all that being said, it's definitely Patrick Mahomes that has the biggest thing on him, right? Because Patrick Mahomes is thought of. He's Tom Brady's got six Super Bowl champs, been to ten. You can't get six if you don't get two. You got to win number two to get to number three. You got to win number three to get to number four. So this Super Bowl is important for him, not only for that, but as a Kansas City organization, you you win this. And you've got your core four, right? You've got you've got uh, Kelsey, you've got um, uh, Kareem Hunt, you've got uh, Patrick Mahomes. What I say? Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, and Hill. and Patrick Mahomes. Thank you for helping me with that. My I start having to say names, and my mind goes blank. So too. you've got a core four on offense. All of a sudden. You got to figure out a way to pay them. It is what it is. You'll figure that out. Some people will come, some people will go, but free agents want an opportunity. They want to come to you, even if they sign a one or two year deal. It gives them, they, they'll be in the Super Bowl. Their face will be out there. Teams will think, oh, 
him from Kansas City. He did this for that team. We need that guy on our team. People are going to come to Kansas City for two or three years, big free agents and leave, and go back their separate ways afterwards. But this is the opportunity not only to solidify yourself as the best in the game because you beat the best to ever play the game at that position, but for your future, there is no bigger. There is no bigger. He's young. He's won an MVP. He's not going to win it this year because Aaron Rodgers is going to win it. He's one of the best two quarterbacks in the league. He's going to be the best ever because he's 25 years old. And if he continues this, I believe it's, I believe it's definitely Patrick Mahomes that has the most, I don't, I don't want to say has the most to lose. They're both, both in the Super Bowl, but that it's more important yeah. to win this game. Okay. So let me ask you this. So in eight of the nine Super Bowls, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, huge, wonderful championship football contest uh, that Tom Brady has played in. Yeah. The, uh, eight of the nine have been decided by one score. If it comes down to a, a last possession, uh, getting the ball at the 20, two minutes or whatever, uh, and it's a one score game and you got to go down and score to win tie, whatever. Would you rather have the legs, the youth, the creativity of Patrick Mahomes, or would you have the rather have the experience and the knowledge and the brain of Tom Brady, which quarterback would you rather have in that specific situation at the end of this game? Am I guaranteed that the other team's not going to get the ball back? Yes. If you can guarantee me the other team's not getting the ball back, I'd take Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, because either one, if the other team gets the ball back, you don't feel comfortable because that you totally believe that they could run down the field it well as fast as Tom Brady can actually run his slow butt down the field to get to catch up to everybody. But no, I'd take Patrick Mahomes right now, only because I mean, even in that win, the other the the AFC championship win against Green Bay. Brady still threw three picks, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, now that game time, that game closing, that that end of game uh, down a score, that's still a big thing. But he's 42 years old. I want the legs. I want the youth. Over all time in their prime, I, I you got to take Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, 25 years old. You got to take Tom Brady. He's proven it for 20 years. But in this game, in this game, I take Patrick Mahomes. No time left on the clock. I need to score. Which team do I think has a better chance of getting it done on an 80-yard drive with a minute left? I go Patrick Mahomes. Okay. All right. How about you? I think I go or Tom should Brady. I, or do I need to ask you a different question? You go Tom Brady. I okay. think I go Tom Tell Brady. Tell me why. Because, because, of his, uh, because of his game management or his, his time ah. management, his – Really, that I mean, that's where that really comes in is that his ability to his experience, first of all, and his ability to think, think ahead of defenses and, and outthink defensive coordinators and make reads uh, because he's seen almost everything you can probably throw at a, at a, at a quarterback. Um, and I mean, yeah, skills, obviously, Patrick Mahomes by far at this point. But 
just the experience and the knowledge and the um I think he would be, I, th- I feel like Patrick Mahomes would be more susceptible to making a mistake in that situation than Tom Brady, even though he did throw the interceptions last year, last week. But I, d- I disagree because Patrick Mahomes has proven time in and time out that even though they did struggle a few games, there were some games where they struggled this year. Which, I mean, same with, with, with Tampa Bay, but Patrick Mahomes is 25 years old. And just because he's young, if you look at what he does, this, this kid is the exact same way. He is, at this point in his career, is already as smart, if not, I'm not going to say smarter, is already as football smart as the smartest quarterbacks out there. And he can make every throw. And he's got the legs. There is, that this kid is Tom Brady's mind. He's Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Lamar Jackson all put into one. You can take the four best quarterbacks in the NFL, mold them into one, and you get Patrick Mahomes. That's how incredible this kid is. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm not uncomfortable with either one of them. So I hope that – I hope not. I, I hope it comes to that. I hope it is Me a one-score game. Uh, I hope it's a, I hope it's a six- or seven-point game one way or the other with two minutes left and you got the ball. Uh, on your own, whatever, 20, 25, 30 yard line. And you got to go. You got to go, baby. Yeah. I love it. Let's I, do it. I, I hope both, I hope they both get an opportunity to do that. I hope with like three minutes left, they each get a possession after that. That would be awesome. Yes. I'm with you on that. So before we get to picks and anything else, I, I just started thinking. So my question for you, what are you doing for the Super Bowl this year? I don't know. I just thought about that for the first time today. And I didn't make any, uh, I mean, I'm probably just going to sit here at home and watch it or at Tia's house or something. There you go. So I am, this is a weird thing for me. So I will be going to my dad's house as I do every single year. We have, my dad has had a Super Bowl party for the last, I want to say 20 years, maybe not 20 years, but it's been at least 15. Yep. And to this point, we always do the Super Bowl squares. You come almost every year. Your brother comes. We've got somewhere around 30 to 40 people. There's a fire in the back. There's all kinds of stuff going on, right? TV's everywhere. Uh, this this year is going to be weird. We're, I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl basically the way I watch the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl every year. Everybody's gone a little <laughs> after halftime hits. Everybody starts slowly leaving Pop's house because it's a Sunday night. Yeah. And, and it ends up just being me, my dad, and my uncle watching the game. So <laughs> it's going to be kind of like that the whole time. This is going to be a very, very weird Super Bowl. I'm a little disappointed because I love doing the Super Bowl squares. And I don't know how I'm going to do it this year. So it, I'll never forget Pittsburgh years ago. Uh, James Harrison picks it off at halftime. No time left on the clock, picks it off on the goal line and takes it 100 yards for the score. I had my numbers would have been with Pittsburgh scoring a touchdown at the end of the half. And the other, whoever they were playing was on the other end of the field. He picked that off and ran it 100 yards. And I ran 100 yards in my dad's house 
hooting and hollering, screaming like a crazy person for him to score so I could win my cash. I'm not going to have that this year, man. Not going to have it. I'm not, I'm not super excited about it. There's so many people. Listen, everybody stay out there. Be safe. Dr. Fauci said, don't, don't go have Super Bowl parties. I am going to have one with my dad. It's not a whole party. It's just a house party. No, that's not right. It's just a family. Three, three, yeah, three or four person close family party. Right. There you go. Exactly. It's yeah. going to be awkward, but it is what it is. I got my Kansas City Chiefs shirt. So I think you know where I stand. Just saying wow. that. That being said, wow. where does Adam Schmidt stand on the Super Bowl this year? So let me be clear. That, so Kansas City is who you are rooting for. I want to know who you think is going to win the game. We'll get into spreads and all that stuff in a little bit. I want to know who you think is going to win the game. I would pick just straight up win. I would pick uh, Kansas City. I would pick Kansas straight City. Straight up. Straight up. Um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm looking for the spread and the over under right now. Um, uh, I want to say it was at three or three and a half. It hasn't moved too much. It was at two and a half. Um, but I believe it's somewhere in that, in that realm. Um, and I can pull that up for you because there's only one NFL spread. So when you click on it, I still got it at three points right now. Kansas city is favored by three. Yep, I see that. Too. I thought that this would go up. I thought that everybody would put money on Kansas City, and it's really not. It hasn't moved. I want to say it started at two and a half. It's only moved like half a point. So well, surprisingly, it's only Wednesday. Well, the spread came out a week and a half ago, so yeah. had plenty of time to move. If it hasn't moved by now, it ain't gonna move much more than where it's at. <clears throat> Figure on three points and. Um, that being said, Kansas City, you want you think Kansas City. I told you I'm obviously rooting for Kansas City. Therefore, I'm going to pick Kansas City to win the game. But will you take Kansas City minus three? No. Nope. I, I think Tampa Bay is going to cover. I think it, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking like uh I'm thinking like uh 3130, something like that, or or 2827. Something like that. I say that uh, a lot of people were taking or thinking it's going to be a shootout. The over-under is at 56 right now. A lot of people that I've been hearing talk have been taking the over. If it's me, just because when I hear a bunch of people do one thing, I always take the other because Vegas is a very smart – they're very smart fellows out there. And when everybody thinks one thing – they usually win. So uh, that being said, uh, over under 56 points. What did you say? 27, 28? 28, 27, 31, 30. 27, 28 puts you, put, yeah, that puts you at 55, 56. Where are you going to be at on that 56 oh, number? Boy. That's, uh, I'm going to say, see, I don't know. The defenses are so good. Um, you know what? I'm going to go just under. I'm gonna go just under. So that means I'm gonna I gotta go uh man. So you tell 50, me what you 56? think the score is. Just tell, me, just tell me what you think the score is gonna be, and I'll tell you if you think it's gonna be over or under. You said 56 though, right? 
I and I said 28-27. So um so. <laughs> <sighs> well if you if you say it's 28-27, then you say the under. All right. Just under literally by a point. I'm going under by a point. All right. So I'm taking the over. Now that I've now that you said that, I'm taking the over just because I want to go against you. And I feel like I feel like we need to make a bet out of this. You're taking you're take I'm taking Kansas City minus three. I'm okay. all they're gonna I'm also taking the over. And I'm taking Man, that is so that is so gonna lose only because that's what everybody and their brother is doing. <laughs> I usually do not like doing that. So a, 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 a stat that blew me away today was Tom Brady's the nine teams that Tom Brady played for in the Super Bowl scored a total of three points in the first quarter of the Super Bowl in nine games. Really? Three total points in the first quarter. Yes. How about that defense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, Ty that's Law, I heard Ty Law talking today. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I'm listening. About I heard Ty Law talking today about the Patriot, Patriot way and all this stuff. And, and he was talking about somebody was talking about the Patriot way. And, uh, and he said, let me tell you something. The only one on that team that understands the Patriot way is maybe Tom Brady, but the Patriot way started before him. It was me and Willie McGinnis and Teddy Bruschi and the defense. The defense is the Patriot way. I don't want to hear that. Oh, he was getting all fired up. It was great. <laughs> I was loving every second of it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, I, I would, if I was a great defensive player for all those new England teams, and you don't really hear that much about those guys. I mean, in the years, you, no. I feel like I feel like if you go back and look at all them, those Brable, Bruski, yeah. Ty Law, uh, Willie McGinnis, those are the guys that you really think of when you think of the Patriots. Because on offense, you only think of Tom Brady and Gronk. That's it. There is you don't think of Amendola, you don't think of Welker, you don't think of Dion Branch. Like these are just little names that we're not staples. Well, I think it's just because Tom Brady is such a big name and such a big thing. Uh, like he's like the face of all time football that it's hard to, it's hard not to think about him. Number one, first and foremost, without question. Cause you, when you like, okay, well then who were Tom Brady's best teammates? Then you start thinking about those guys for sure. And Randy Moss and, and all the guys you named. Um, but yeah, but even then, you think about you think about the Patriots, you think about Tom Brady first, Bill Belichick second probably, and then maybe, you know, Randy Moss and Wes Welker and Amendola and all those guys. And then you start thinking about, oh yeah, uh Will Fork and and uh and uh Really? Uh, Are you yeah, serious? I, I that is not that. how I do it. I think really? of I think of Belichick and Brady, and then I automatically go to Ty Law, Teddy Bruschi. That that was more of the Patriots when the Patriots won their first couple Super Bowls with Tom Brady, dude. That was it was all about their defense. That was it. It was that it was their defense. Tom Brady was was I mean Tom Brady was good, 
And Tom Brady led them, you know, and did his thing as a young, young man, 25 years old, something like that, 24, 25 years old. But that defense was everything. Those were the names you knew. Wes Welker and, 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 and Randy Moss, those were names for like two years. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they were his best offensive teammates. They're the only and, and and Randy Moss played with him for what one year, two years. That's it. Yeah. He went. He's been. This is his tenth Super Bowl. Right, but he. But that's the biggest name. That's the bet. It's the best player he ever played with. Well, besides Drew Bledsoe, obviously Drew Bledsoe is his best teammate ever. But, um, <laughs> but besides Drew Bledsoe, I feel so I, bad for Drew Bledsoe. I know the most forgotten about poor guy. Um, Could have been such a stud. He was a stud. He was a terrific quarterback. He was a good quarterback, yeah. He was. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's right. You, I think you had him on your Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. That's right. I remember that. Um, he was like well, number six. He was six, yep. That's yeah, right. he was six. That's right. Right behind, uh, right behind Jeff Blake. It was Jeff Blake five. Yep. Blake mm-hmm. Magic. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. So – you have Kansas City winning by three. I mean, you didn't give a score. You have to win by four. Yeah, we have to win by four. You may pick a score. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be 35-28. Okay. And that puts you over. So they win, they, they win, by, they win by, a, uh, by a touchdown and – Take the over, take the take the points, take Patrick Mahomes as the as the MVP. I you know what I think Tyree Kilby is the MVP though. I think Tyree Kill gets the MVP of this game. Because I can see him bringing a kickback or doing something crazy. That that dude's unbelievable. I could I could see the Cheetah being being the being the MVP, although they'll probably give it to Patrick Mahomes because he's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have a terrible game, it'll they'll give it to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and if he doesn't win it, and if Kansas City wins, uh, I hope that Travis Kelsey wins just because he has Cincinnati ties. Yep, one hundred percent. I'm totally in for that. I lie. Travis Kelsey, that dude's a stud. <clears throat> yep. Uh, so okay, you know what? Real quick, Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski? Right now or overall? Both. And as a player or as a person? <laughs> as a player overall as a player overall i take rob gronkowski because he's probably the greatest uh overall tight end to ever play the game because he can he's more of a george kittle type where he can block he can be the best wide receiver on the field and be your second best lineman on the field at the same time because that dude is a in, he's one of the best blocking tight ends still to this day in the league. And if you go overall, was the pinnacle of receiving just tough guy receiver uh, a tight end as you could get. Travis Kelsey is a wide receiver. He's the best wide receiver tight end maybe to ever play the game. Hmm. He might, I mean, I put him with Tony Gonzalez. I put him with Shannon Sharp. I put him with um, you know, any 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 receiving tight end that you can think of, he's right there with him. But Gronk did it all. So I put Gronk over him. As a person, mm-hmm. 
Rob Gronkowski seems like the funnest person in the entire world. I choose him. I want to hang out with Gronk. I think that dude is hilarious. I think you hang out with him. You're having a good time. I think I hang out with him. I'm having a horrible time. He seems like an awful guy to be around. <laughs> what? An awful guy? He does nothing but laugh and have fun. How is that awful? He, he, there, he, like the, the way that, the way that he gets made fun of on, you know, every kind, every show is yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Like so he's just like a, he's, he's self deprecating. He, he knows he's like that and pushes that persona over the top. But you know what? My man has fun. There's yeah. nothing but fun about him. Have he you has, ever heard a bad thing come behind him? Uh, yeah, that he that he parties a little bit too much, and and yeah, I mean, kind of. What, what, what do you mean? What 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 bad thing ever happened? Lots of people party yeah. too much. I mean, partying not, partying is partying, but but what, what he's never gotten himself in trouble when he parties. He has a good time. There's no fights that break out. None of that kind of stuff. Rob Gronkowski is, yeah, he likes to have fun. That's that's <laughs> his. If that's a downfall then maybe that is, but it's not a downfall for me. Let's go have fun. The, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. You, I mean, you and I already know that we have different ideas about that anyway. So <laughs> totally, totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, I don't, I, I think I would, I would have more, I would enjoy uh, going to a, a restaurant with Tom Brady after a game uh, and then going back to his house and just sitting there uh in his living room staring at his wife talking about (laughs) yeah no talking about you know talking about football or whatever rather than going to a club until five o'clock in the morning with robert Gronkowski. i don't know anyway tom brady hangs out with him every year at the after the super bowl you always see tom brady partying with rob gronkowski one one day a year after they win the super bowl understandable Uh Man, I'll tell you what, you're, you, you don't know that. You can't say that. You don't know that. You don't know that Brady's not chilling. I, Brady loves that man. Uh, Why? He because he's fun. He's a fun guy to be around. He does, but you don't know that he parties too much. You just know that when he parties, he parties all out. Okay. So that's fine. Tom Even Brady more stuff that Adam can't stand. <laughs> Tom Brady is not that kind of guy. It doesn't seem like I think I I feel like he's like you like one of the one of the stories that they talk about with Kobe all the time. I feel like he's similar to that. Where like Kobe never went out. Like that's why he didn't. You know, like a lot of his teammates weren't like super great close friends with Kobe because he didn't go out and and go out and drink and hang out and go to clubs and go to strip clubs and all that yeah, kind of so stuff. he was a great guy he just stayed in his room and had uh had women come up and give him massages and uh, try to go. knock one out right here so you know this is what it is hey 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 it was consensual ask toby he he kept saying it was consensual you know hey that's he's a great guy respect compared tom brady to that respect the dearly departed um i'm just hey <laughs> listen listen you brought it up not listen. me the, but the but the <laughs> the story Rob that Rob Gronkowski told, ain't known for doing any of that. Rob Crown, you hook up with Rob Gronkowski is because he's not married. He's a faithful man. He's faithful <laughs> to the party. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> All right. So the story is, guys were getting on whatever I don't know what year it was, but guys kept getting on Kobe. Like you got to come out with us. You got to come out with us. You got to come out with us. 
And finally, Kobe one night said, okay, I'll come out with you as long as you get up with me when I get up in the morning to work out at like 5 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. or something like that. So he did. He went out with the guys. They were out till whatever, 2, two 3 o'clock in the morning or something like that. 4.30 a.m., he's knocking on everybody's door. <laughs> Let's go. Time to work out. And nobody wanted to get up. Nobody wanted to of do it. Of course they didn't. And he they went, say that LeBron is like – they say LeBron's like that. When they go part – like after they won – one of the champion the, the championship I want to say in Cleveland. That night they're out partying all night long. And J.R. Smith said he got a text at five o'clock in the morning from LeBron. And it was a picture of him already sweating in the gym. And, you know, the night before he was partaking and hanging out and doing his thing. He was out all night with him. So basically out till three, woke up a couple hours later, went and hit the gym hard. You think he just like, stayed? Think he just stayed awake and had a drunk workout? <laughs> could have been. Either way, he's still getting it in. He's getting it in, and you're not. That's. I, I know. I've told this story on this podcast before, but that a similar story with Larry Bird after they won. I want to say the one in maybe '84, '86. I think the one in '84, and um, they were out partying all night. And Larry could. Larry could drink. Larry could could. Put Known for being able to drink beer with the best of them. That's right. Budweiser's too, if he has Charles Barkley. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and he said uh, it was his maybe his agent or somebody called him, called the house early, like you know, uh, eight eight o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning or something like that. And uh, his wife answered, and he said, "Is Larry there?" And she said, "No, he's out running." And so he was, he was already out <laughs> running early in the morning the night after they won the championship. And he talked to him later that day and he said, what are you doing? Why were you out running? He's like, cause we got to win another championship next year or something like that. That's exactly right. That's the Kyle. I heard another Kobe Bryant story. I don't know how we got into all these stories, but Jason Williams has told it a couple of times now that he's on the morning show on ESPN in the morning that Jay will Zubin and Keyshawn Johnson. He said when he was a, I don't know if it was when he was a rookie or his second year in the league. I can't remember what it was, but he was, he was in LA and he wanted to, he wanted to get some shots up and he got to the gym like four hours early to go put some shots up. And Kobe was in there shooting. He laced his shoes up. He went through a whole workout, said he shot probably 500 shots, 500 to a thousand shots, you know, was there working out like crazy. And he goes over and he starts taking his shoes off. And Kobe's still over there, game speed, going nuts, going getting his work in. And he said, after the game, he walked up and he was like, man, you put that kind of work in all the time? He goes, he goes, mm, not all the time, but I saw you out there and I wasn't going to let you outwork me. Yep. So I was staying out there until you were done. <laughs> I, that's the, you know, certain people got that. And I feel like that's Tom Brady. That's Patrick Mahomes. You don't hear that about Mahomes, but. He, you have to be that guy to be there. You have to be that guy, right? Brady and his, I've heard stories about him in the locker room after practice and stuff, they cut the tape off and they got tape balls and they're betting hundred bucks on who, you know, hundred dollars or more on who can make the tape ball in the garbage can, right? On, on shots from all over the place and he could lose like crazy, but he's going to go until he wins one. So that's just who they are. That's Michael, exactly all those guys. That's yeah. That sounds exactly like somebody that we saw a documentary about uh, over the summer. 
Yep. 100%. That's, that's Michael. That's Michael to a T. That's who these guys are, man. And I think they, I think they love it. So I guess that's what makes you all time. Great. All right. So we made our predictions. What is our bet? I mean, what do, what do we, uh, what does the loser have to do? And is it a two, is it a, is it a two tier bet? Is it, are we betting like two separate things on the over under and the win and the against the spread or what? Well, we both chose Kansas City. Right. So it's going to have to be spread. Uh, yeah, we'll just do uh, – let's do this. Let's do um, – I don't know. You got anything in mind? Should we just do the over-under since we since – Yeah, we let's do the over-under. Okay, so you picked oh, over, okay. I picked under. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I would have thought about – Let's say the loser has to uh, – so we already decided we're not doing comedy again this time. Uh, we're not going to sing this time. We're going to try to think of something different. Something nice, easy, small. Yeah. Uh, Shave your head. Ooh. Um, that used to be no big deal for me. I don't yeah. know. I'm um, not doing that. Now it's – yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. That's all right. We'll figure it out here. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you got one. Uh, I was going to say loser has to like uh, do the whole podcast in a ski mask or something like that. Or uh... I like that. Yeah, I'm down with that. I like that. Let's do a ski mask. Okay. All right. Or Weird. any kind of face covering, a face covering. Okay. How about that? Face covering. They got to wear a uh, COVID oh, face covering for the entire podcast. Okay. All right. <clears throat> that's going to mess with the sound a little bit, but that's all right. We'll, is what it is. We, talk the sound about. hasn't been right for a year. We're good. <laughs> right. Hasn't been right for a year. We'll yeah. be all right. Has it ever been right? Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. You kidding me? Yeah, we of had, course it has. We had a good for a no. while. No, it's not. It's, yeah. When Uncle Jimmy did it, that one podcast, it was good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> From there, let's bring it in. So, so we've got what we got going on for the Super Bowl. We won't continue on weird offsets uh, in that Super Bowl stories and, and just bring it right back to the NBA like we usually do, uh, which we did. So <laughs> let's get into the Mount Rushmore. I chose the Mount Rushmore this year, the Mount Rushmore or this year, this week. Nintendo NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, the original Nintendo Entertainment System video games of all time. Mount Rushmore, Adam, you want to give me your four and then we'll just start and I'll give you mine and then we'll just go over some. Sure. Sure. All or right. do you want to give me your three and then talk out your fourth one? I, I, like you I'm know probably going to do. Here's the thing. I only wrote down four. I wrote down my four. Good for you. Solid four. Good. Nice. As we start talking about these, I guarantee, almost guarantee that I'm going to be like, oh, man, wait a minute. Now I got to rethink this. Hold on. I might have to let somebody go and put somebody else in. I might do that. So hang tight with me. But here's my You're four. Good. Here's my four. All right. I think number one, my number I, – I usually don't do these in order, but I will tell you my number one Nintendo game ever goes right along with what you we were just talking about, and that's Tecmo Super Bowl. I think that is my favorite Nintendo game ever. Yep. Um, I, I, I have a Nintendo that still works when I mess with it enough to get it to work. Um, 
You don't have a game genie. Game genie was the way to go. If you had a game genie and you couldn't get that game to work, you stick it in the game genie and then stick the game genie in. Boom. It worked almost every single time. Maybe I need to get a game genie. Uh, you know, you blow in the Edwards. Call the cousins, man. Yeah. Call the cousins. Yeah. Somebody's got one. Yeah. Mike. They would have, it would be the Edwards that had the one thing that could give you every cheat code on a game. (laughs) That would be them. It would be, that would be a, that sounds so much like a Tony thing. It's not even funny. (laughs) And we will find out if he is still listening to this podcast. All right. Call me. Don't at me. (laughs) Call Chris. Chris is the one that said that. Remember, I didn't say anything like that. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) That's funny though. Uh, So that's a good idea. Now I, so I have a Nintendo and I still, I play it once in a while. Over the years, so I don't have Tecmo Super Bowl, though. I have, like, maybe six, seven games or whatever still. I don't have Tecmo Super Bowl. And over the years, a few different times, I've looked online and tried to find one that I can buy. They're at least 100 bucks for a Nintendo game for that one. Yep. Not willing to pay that much. So uh, I, I go without that. I haven't played that in years and years and years. But that was my favorite. Now, uh Next, the rest of these aren't in order, but I've got Punch Out, and I say Punch Out because that's the one I have, and I didn't, we didn't, I didn't have Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I just you didn't. Had regular okay. punch out. You right. had Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh yeah, I had Mike Tyson Punch Out. So your bald bull was your last guy then. Here's the thing. Here's the most. Here's the most embarrassing thing about my entire life. I couldn't beat. Soda Popinski. What? I couldn't beat Soda Popinski. I still can't beat Soda Popinski. It is the most, it is the, it's the worst part. It's the worst part of my life. When I talk to my therapist, I say the very first time I was like, <laughs> listen, I've got a lot of things that I need to talk to you about. Number one is uh, the anxiety that I have developed over not being able over uh, Mr. Popinski having uh, fighter Popinski having my number and, and I just can't beat him. I, I Adam, every one of those guys are just, it's a timing thing. Every one of them do the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Yep. You're right. Bald bull where he back up and then run as fast as he could at you. And you had to time it. I got bald bull. I got him. No problem. You couldn't beat soda pop. Can't beat Soto Popinski. I don't know what it is. It's it's now a Chuck Knobloch thing where it's in my head, and no and matter you, what I do, no matter what I do, it's just going to happen that I don't beat him. He's just going to beat me. I, I, I need I need to know the order of Mike Tyson punch out characters. Um. So I think Soda in in regular punch out. I think it was Soto Popinski, and then maybe like. Maybe like three more guys. And I can't remember who they were after that because I never, I don't, I think I might have been once. Maybe. I thought Glass Joe was first. Yeah, he is. Glass Joe's first. Okay. Okay. Yep. So and I love Glass Joe because it's like everything about King Hippo. King, King Hippo. Hippo was the last one in that, wasn't he? He's the last guy oh. in well, your you punch out, isn't he? Is it a, is it a second King Hippo? Because you fight him earlier. He's like the oh, okay. third guy or something you you fight or or the second guy when you go up uh when you get to the from the junior circuit to the major circuit or whatever. 
Right. Um, Glass Joe, Piston Hurricane, Bald Bull, uh, see. Kid Quick, Pizza That's... Pasta, Mr. Sandman. What? Is this the, and then is there that was the Super Punch Out? Is that the arcade game or something? I don't know. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Don Flamenco. I remember that. There was Don Flamenco, King Hippo, Mike Tyson, Mr. Dream, Piston Honda. I don't remember Von Kaiser. Mr. Dream might have been the last guy in Punch Out. That might this is, yeah. Man, we need somebody. All opponents. Here we go. All opponents. Holy cow. I cannot read that. <laughs> oh, first one, Glass Joe. Mm -hmm. Second one. Von Kaiser, uh -huh. third, Piston Honda. He had the uh, he was the karate guy. Yep. And then you did a little bike ride, and then after the bike ride, you fought Don Flamenco with the big giant nose. So great. And then was King Hippo, big fatty, where he moved his hand. Both hands went out, and you hit him in the gut. Yep. Oh, so he, good. He, he would. Uh, he and then the great, the great tiger. Yeah. Yeah. You open his mouth, hit him in the mouth, and then you hit him in the stomach a whole or yeah, or maybe you hit him in the stomach first and then the yep. mouth a bunch of times, yeah. So then uh great tiger, then bald bull, and then you did a little running at night while your while your trainer was uh, on his bike, mm -hmm. and then back to piston Honda. Oh, and then soda Popinski. Your trainer was Carl Winslow for some reason. It was uh yes, it was Carl Winslow. Yes, it was. So then Soda Popinski, then Bald Bull, uh, Don Flamenco again. Oh, this is the one, Mr. Sandman. Oh, and then the title bout is against Super Macho Man. Oh, okay. Maybe that was it. So Super Macho Man would have been the last guy. And then, of course, the one and only Mike Tyson. Yes, sir. There you go. <clears throat> so – um, I, like I said, I think my, I think the only time I played Mike Tyson's punch out specifically was at your house growing up, yeah. uh, but we had punch out and I have somehow I acquired two, two games, two punch outs. I have just, I don't know, two cartridges. Really? Nice. Yeah. Um, so those are my first two. And then I've got RBI baseball and I, sp I put specifically three. Because I felt like that was the best one. RBI baseball. That was, was the one with the black. It was the black, uh, the black um cartridge yes. black cartridge it yes. had the and it kind of sloped down yes. in the on the back yep exactly yep uh and I, I have that one and then i have uh and then blades of steel is the fourth one that i put on there nice blades of Good steel work huge in my house my brother and i played six thousand games of blades of steel growing up so what was your first one tecmo super bowl man I'm going to tell you what, now that you said all the, I, oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. Um, I had a bunch of games growing up that I loved, right? I had this commando game. That was awesome. I was looking over a couple Nintendo lists and all the lists, like I didn't have any of these games. Like I hated Zelda. I thought that was the stupidest game in the world. I never had that. Uh, um, now my nephew plays um, Mega Man all the time. And apparently that was a huge game. I don't ever remember playing Mega Man until I played it at my my brother-in-law's house. Um, Donkey Kong. I mean, Donkey Kong was great, but I think Donkey Kong got really good 
with Super Nintendo. Okay. So I didn't put that on there. Jordan vs. Bird, one of my all-time favorite games, the dunk contest <laughs> uh, where you did all his dunks, the three-point contest where you just played in the street with the two of them. Um, there was a game, Lone Ranger, where he – like it was after the – I love that. I played it at – Played that all the time, but yes, yeah, Super Tech Mobile is 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 on mine. Uh, Paperboy is on mine. That was an all time great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, RBI Baseball three, and I'm going between Mario Brothers, which I would do Mario Super Mario Brothers three because I thought that was the best. You save world to world and all that. Mm-hmm. Or Mike Tyson Punch Out. Now that we've been talking, I got to go Mike Tyson Punch Out. Okay. So I'm going Paperboy, RBI Baseball, Super Tecmo Bowl, or Tecmo Super Bowl, whatever it is, and Mike Tyson Punch Out. Very nice. But, dude, Home Alone was good. You remember Kung Fu? Uh, I remember. The most generic karate game ever. I remember the game. We didn't have it or anything, so I didn't really play it, but I remember, yeah, other people having it. Rad Racer was one of the very first ones, and the screen never changed, but, like, the cars would just move past you somehow. That was always a goofy game. Uh, what other games? Oh, no, we didn't talk about Duck Hunt at all either. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt was when it. When the Nintendo gun, gun came out, mm-hmm. the, the way to die, I found out a way to totally game Genie Duck Hunt. Oh, yeah. Go all the way my, up to the thing like this and go... Uh, so my, oh, I could be one too. My uncle lived in, and I still don't know how it knew if you hit a duck or didn't hit a duck because there's no sensor in the TV. But if you turned around, my uncle's TV, there was a, uh, uncle Paul had his TV and he had a little day bed and behind the bed was a mirror and the mirror faced the TV. If you shot at the TV you hit whatever was there every single time. I could shoot at the mirror that was facing the TV, and every time I hit whatever I was supposed to. Really? Every single time. Yep. Every time something popped up, shoot the mirror, boom. Wow. Just totally game genie your butt right there, dude. That's total uh, Nintendo gun game genie trick without having a game genie. So I have I have Super Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt, and I have a gun. I have Paperboy. I have Jordan versus Bird. Uh, yes. I have I have um, Super Mario Brothers three. I have all the. You ever ones. play Home Alone? No. Never you had played. to like set the you had to like set the 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 ornaments down and jump over them, and then they. Yeah, they chase you through the house and you put stuff down. That was a great game, too. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. We had a game, uh, Yoshi. Remember Yoshi? Was oh, yeah. A, yeah. Mario character. Yeah. We had we had a Yoshi game that we played a lot for a little while. Was that um, Super Nintendo, though? Or, yeah, was that Super Nintendo or was that regular? Well, it was regular because we didn't – yeah, we never had Super Nintendo – we went from uh, Nintendo to Sega Genesis. That's what we did. Nintendo to Sega to PlayStation. Yep. My brother had a PlayStation 1, and then I had yep. a PlayStation 2. And that's the last. PlayStation 2 was the last. 
gaming system you ever got. Yeah, game system. I had a PlayStation 3 that blew up on me, and I'm dying to get a PlayStation 5, but I haven't played anything like that in forever. All right, so so that's Mount Rushmore. I feel like that's pretty good. This uh, was a pretty – I was – I was I, I had fun reminiscing. I had dude, we used to have like a hundred games. We had Burger Time and Tetris, and we had a ton of Nintendo games. And I have no idea where they all are. My dad, I think my dad said he's got some of the games downstairs still, but he can't find the Nintendo. I don't know, but unbelievable. That being said, it's fun going back and thinking about all those things, and it makes me laugh. But what makes me laugh even more? is our last segment of the day. The comedy segment, Mr. Dan Cummins, and I don't remember what it was called, something about the devil apostrophe or something like that. Get out of here, semicolon devil. I love it. Love it. Get out of here, devil. All right. Adam, you want me to go first? You want to go first? How do you want to do this? I think you should go first. I went first in the uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. All right, so – I watched uh, I watched this special yesterday, and this guy is really good. I laughed yeah. really hard in the beginning. It died off a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say it died off because I was still laughing, but it wasn't. I wasn't dying. I wasn't laughing as hard in the middle. And he came right back and got me going again at the end. And I wish I would have wrote more stuff down. I didn't write anything down on it. Um, but I, I specifically remember a joke that makes me think of when we played basketball at Holy Family. We had a guy on our that would play for us every once in a while, sub for us, a black guy that played for us at Holy Family. And one of his jokes was he was talking about racism or something. And he goes, it is not racist if the one person in the room is black and the rest of them are albino. And you have to describe the guy. And you're like uh, the guy with the hat. <laughs> we we're playing and we got and i can't remember the guy the kid's name he played with us probably five six seven times and he he played with us and we walk out on the court one day and i had red shorts on and that kid had red shorts on and kid on the other team they said who you got and he looked up and he goes oh the the, the the guy with the red shorts and i will never forget i looked straight at him and said just say the black guy that's literally <laughs> the he's the only one in the gym right now this is the easiest way to describe him and <laughs> The guy on our team was cracking up laughing. The black guy on our team was cracking up laughing. The kid over on the other side was so well, he's got red red shorts. I don't I just yeah, yeah. I totally it's all right, dude. It's all good. But come on. If like what happened to this world? And he talks about that a lot. A lot about the whole what happened to this world? Why, why does everybody have to get upset about everything? I feel like so many comedians are doing that right now, but it's so true. It is so true. If you're upset about a joke, don't come to a comedy show. Like if there's something that's going to really upset you about something, don't go to comedy shows because there's a rest of us want to laugh at life. I just want to laugh at life. All right. Life is funny. This was, so this was um, recorded in 2019. 19, right. 19. And so this was before the pandemic and everything. And he did, so like a, a pretty decent amount of time on like vaccines, like the, the anti-vaccine people, <laughs> pandemics and viruses. He did like a, a, like quite a few jokes on that stuff. And this was way before, this was way before. Yeah. Him. That's my, yeah. That's my boy over there with all the, with all this, 
with all the shingle scars and the polio and everything, but we don't vaccinate, but he doesn't have whatever, <laughs> but he doesn't have autism. That's what it was. He yeah, doesn't yeah. have autism, but look at him with his polio. He can't walk. He's got shingle scars. Yeah. But, but he doesn't have autism. Oh my God. I was cracking up. It was so funny. You know, you know, you know who doesn't tell you not to vaccinate the doctors on you start going into it. Like, you know what? You aren't a doctor. <laughs> Yeah. oh my god it's so funny i love every bit of it it's so then, this guy I, was awesome he was really good um yeah and uh i, I was i've been dying to watch like a full special because how i've you know for a while i was on pandora like i would just put a pandora station on like a comedy station and uh i i ended up hearing a lot of jokes of his and i'm like man this guy's really good and so I've been thinking about it for a long time and I kept forgetting about it. And then, so I, I was like, oh yeah, opportunity here. And I noticed that it was, I think, recorded in 2019, maybe toward the end of it or something. And then uh, I think released maybe in early 2020 or something. So, uh, so anyway, it, it was the most recent one of his and he's got a couple other ones uh, out. So check out, uh, if you haven't watched this one, Dan Cummins, get out of here, semicolon, which you'll understand when you watch it. And then, yes, um, you will definitely understand it when you when you watch it. He had so, the, he had the, so good. <laughs> he had the thing about uh, people talking about uh, I think it went along with the whole like he was talking about like anti-vaccine people and then like flat earth people and then people <laughs> alien people who believe in like alien abductions and stuff like that. And he was talking about some lizard, kind of lizard people. Lizard. Right. And then like and I was like. The first time they flashed real quick to the audience and it real was real quick. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, this oh. has got to be something. And he says it before the joke. He says that it's something that he's talked about before. So I guess if you follow him, maybe he's talked about it before, but then obviously continue. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no. And so you just, they flash to the audience, which they do plenty of times just to see people laugh and stuff. But after he says that joke, they flash. It's, it's not like immediate. I don't think, I think it's like he says something else and then they flash to the audience and it's like a split second flash to the audience and then right back to him. And you see, and you're like, you like stop for a second. You're like, I think I just saw, it looked like a lizard person in the audience, but it's a guy so with big. a lizard face. You have to kind of think about it for a second. You're like, is that, did I just see that? Or oh, did no, I just we definitely I saw it. It was that. definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then they flash back to that a couple more times throughout, like later in the in the thing. And then at the very, very end, he's talking to him in the hallway or something like that. It's so great. It's so good. The end of it, he's selling his soul to the devil, selling his soul to the lizard people. <laughs> and all he got out of it was a one-hour special <laughs> that he did all the work on. Anyway, um, this dude was good. If you guys get a chance to watch this, he starts off talking about his kid who can't say his r's can't say her r's he's making fun of her not making fun of her but he's upset with her like aren't you doing your practices he's getting so pissed at her uh and uh you know happy story happy story in the end she got fixed and then called him all kinds of names with <laughs> r's in it so funny it's so great anyway i'm i'm gonna tell you right now i give this dude a 4.6. This is one of my favorite comedy segments that we have watched yet. That's funny that you said that. I am going to go 
I'm going to go. So you went 4.6, which is a 10th of a point more than you gave Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yep. I'm going 4.4 because I got to go. This was really good, but I just can't put him right there with Chris Rock yet. I'm not saying he's Chris Rock as a comedian. I know. I'm just telling you this special was legit good. I'm just I'm a I'm a coward. I can't commit to it. So <laughs> So we're, we're our our average average is out to 4.5, which is exactly what it did last week cuz we both gave Chris Rock 4.5. Yep. So two good specials in a row. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We got we got a little streak going here. Momentum. So, so the pressure's on you now. Oh no, I'm killing that momentum. I'm killing it right now. The I hope that this is really good, but I, I can't guarantee it at all. So who I'm picking this week afterwards, I, uh, it pop, a few people popped up onto my thing through Amazon Prime. So this will once again be through Amazon Prime. Okay. So everybody out there, get on, check out your Amazon Prime. Uh, this is a 2020 special. Uh, this man had his own show, his own sports talk radio show for years on Fox sports that I loved, absolutely loved. Um, he's good friends with the strongest man in the world, Mark Henry. He calls his kid trash can used to be married to Nikki Cox. Think about that one for a second. Used to be married to Nikki Cox. I can't remember, remember Nikki Cox. Uh, if you saw her, you'd remember he had his own show, something about Jay or something like that. His name is Jay Moore podcast more stories now uh now is pot he has a podcast that he's done for a long time called more stories and i'm going to pull up exactly what the name of this special is um so anyway it kind of goes into what we do right sports out here is jay moore american treasure and this is a this came out in 2020 so could have been recorded in 19 or early 2020 who knows but it's on amazon prime jay moore american treasure and i'm going to tell you guys right now I he was fun to listen to because he was a comedian that did sports. It wasn't a great talk show. I mean, it wasn't great. It was a whole. It was all over the place. He was all over the place on it. He tried to do. Did you ever listen to it? It was at night. It was late. Uh, yeah, at night. Many times I did. Yeah, because I wanted to. I wanted to and get he into tried it. it. Yeah, and he tried to do voices and all this weird stuff. And they played this. They played this weird jeopardy game every night and they did all kinds of stuff and he had he had producers that were pretty good and but i don't i don't know anyway he was trying Jay to be Moore, gary burbank i it, yeah it's, that's what he was trying to do basically it's kind of what it sounded like if he even he doesn't know who that is but yeah you're right yeah just being a goober all the time just going all over the place like old gary burbank um so yeah jay moore american treasure i like it good choice I, I hope it's good. I I've so, seen his I've seen some of his stand up before, um, not this one, but I've seen some of it before. Uh, it's been a long time though, and he's pretty yeah. good. And I, I did like him for that reason because he's a big sports guy and he's a comedian. Uh, same reason I um, I like the uh, the the twins. Uh, yep, yep. I know you're talking about the Scholar, twins. the Scholar brothers, the Scholar brothers. Yep. Oh my god, I uh, they have three or four podcasts they do um one of them really is, yeah one of them is viewed from the cheap seats that they've been doing for like 12 years or something like that are you serious did which is just do we totally steal the nosebleeds off of their podcast 
No, 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 no. It was, uh, no, I mean, they, they had done that for a long time, but, um, I, I mean, I didn't know that they, they did the cheap seats, uh, that show on ESPN. It was on ESPN classic. I, think. I remember that. Yeah. I yeah. love that show. Oh my God. I thought that was so funny. And I think you can fi- actually finally for years, you couldn't find them anywhere. I think you can find them on YouTube now. Um, and so, so go check those out, by the way, if you haven't watched any of those. Um, but then they, they've done that podcast for a long time. And I started listening to it pretty recently. Um, and it's not as good because they're not, they don't try to be as funny. They actually have like broadcasters and, you know, coaches and stuff like that on. And, and it's just, it's, it's more of a sports podcast than it is a comedy podcast. And then they have this other, sure. this other podcast called dumb people town. And that's, I love that one. It's super, super funny. It's called dumb people town. If you haven't, if you listen to podcasts, check out dumb people town. It's the two of them and this, and their friend who's a comedian, who's also really funny, Dan Van Kirk, really, really funny podcast. So anyway, plus they do like two other podcasts. So. Adam, I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, I don't listen to podcasts. I know. At all. Not even this one. <laughs> I do listen to ours. I listen to ours every week because I always forget who the comedy special is. So I got to go back and listen to the end of it to catch who the comedy special is or figure out what the Mount Rushmore is. Speaking of the Mount Rushmore, it's your turn. What are we Mount Rushmore in this week? I Looking into your eyes right now, if you're watching on YouTube, there was a little bit of confidence in Adam Schmidt when I just said that. I feel like you already have a Mount Rushmore ready. Um, I, that's amazing that you saw confidence in my eyes because I have zero, I have no confidence. <laughs> no, I'm, you I'm may not have confidence in what you're going to say, but you're confident that you know what you're going to say. Oh, I, I just meant period in my life. But anyway, <laughs> this, <laughs> but this, this week I do. So I'm, I'm getting a little bit excited because, um, I was kind of scrambling right before we started to think of one and I thought of one. And then while we were doing it, I thought of kind of another one and I wanted to like present it a certain way to you. So I need to know, are you a bigger fan of Will Ferrell or Adam Sandler? That's tough because Adam Sandler was was the was the only person in my life for a couple of years. Like me and Adam had a we had a special relationship. You guys, you if guys you were to ask, if you were to ask me now, I'd say Will Ferrell because I feel like I want to be Will Ferrell in every movie that Will Ferrell's ever done. Well, I take that back. It's like Adam Sandler, right? Adam Sandler had Tommy Boy, and he had not Tommy Boy. Who am I talking about? <laughs> Adam Sandler had Billy Madison, and he had. Happy Gilmore, and he had uh, just uh, just a few boom, 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 about four just movies that were crazy. And I wanted to be Adam Sandler. And then, not in Happy or not in uh, Billy Madison, but all the other ones. <laughs> and then, Will Fair comes along, and every character he played, I wanted to be that guy. So, if you're going to ask me who I'm a bigger fan of, I really don't know how to answer that. Um, I'm going Adam Sandler. I'm a bigger fan of Adam, Adam Sandler. Next week's Mount Rushmore is the Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler movies. It's so funny that you said he had like four in a row. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> well, that was them. 
<laughs> overboard overboard was okay that was like the very first one he ever did if yeah. you ever seen overboard it is the, it like worst, yeah. the worst produced and directed movie to ever walk the face of the earth yeah. they're they like jump back and forth and nothing looks like it did when they come back like everything's changed around and moved around hilarious that's one reason <laughs> i love it um and he's come out with a bunch here lately that you know, he's his uh I don't know Happy Madison or whatever it is. He's he's jumping all over Netflix now trying to put a bunch of stuff out. So mm-hmm. man, if we would do I'm I you better do Will Ferrell. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm not gonna do it next week, but I want you to do Will Ferrell movies after that. Okay. Because Done. those those are two really fun Mount Rushmores. Mount okay. Rushmore of Adam Sandler movies. Whew. Yep. Yep. Start the wheels turning. I can see them. So if we do Will Ferrell, just, just thinking ahead of time, um, is, is it like wedding crashers? Will Ferrell was in wedding crashers. I mean, he wasn't like a main character. Are we, does he have to be one of the three main characters or cause he was like the seventh or eighth person in that. And he only had a few real scenes that he even did. Yeah. He was like he almost stole he almost stole the whole movie because his part in that movie was so funny. Absolutely, absolutely, mom, give me get give me some spaghetti or meatloaf or whatever. Oh, he was yelling at his mom to get him down the basement. <laughs> meatloaf, that's what it was. Yeah, we yeah. want it now. Yeah. He's the legend, right? He's the legend of the and and they walk in there and he's like, oh man, no, where it's at, where it's at now is. His funeral crashing, man. Funeral crashing where it's at now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, we'll, we'll, yeah, but we'll do. Okay. To answer your question, um, I'm going to say, man, I think we should probably do where movies that they are one of the main characters in. Because it's not because re- Wedding no. Crashers isn't really a Will Ferrell movie. It's, a, it's not a Will Ferrell movie. That's a Vince Vaughn. Yeah, right, right. And um, well, and and not McConaughey. I always get Will and Wilson. Will and Wilson, right? I get those two. I switch those two up all the time. You know what I do? <laughs> I, I, I Tom Seaver, and uh, <laughs> I Tom Seaver. I Tom Seaver. Owen Wilson all the time. <laughs> you kill Matthew McConaughey all constantly when you're talking about Owen Wilson. <laughs> Your dad, your dad, <laughs> last week, last week or two weeks ago, texted me and emailed me about how many times I've killed off. I don't even know who it is I kill off anymore. Uh, Jim Palmer, is it? No, no, no it's no, no. Carlton and Seaver. It's Steve Carlton, right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Carl- yeah. <laughs> Tom Seaver died, and I st- – and I kill Steve Carlton all the time. Right. So anyway, the, the Vince Vaughn, Matthew McConaughey movie, uh, Wedding Crashers, has Will Ferrell in it. And um, I did that on purpose. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, I, I would say that does not count as a Will Ferrell movie. Okay. Okay. Although it's right. one that of his funniest good. roles. But he's definitely, I mean, Will Ferrell would definitely be included in uh, whatever that was when the guy walks in on his old lady basically having an, an orgy in his house and they start a college fraternity. Oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, old school. Old school. Yeah, old school say. for a while was my favorite movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's a that was a really really funny movie. All it my has, boy Blue has Vince Vaughn and Matthew McConaughey's brother in it too. Yeah, Luke McConaughey. Is that who that guy? Yeah, Luke McConaughey. Yeah, Luke McConaughey. <laughs> Luke yeah, Luke yeah. McConaughey. Yep. Owen Owen McConaughey, Luke Wilson. No. Yeah. Owen McConaughey, Luke Wilson. That sounds right. I get those two mixed up all the time. I tell you, I'm dead serious. Like, it is. I think it is because they don't look anything alike. I mean, Matthew McConaughey is the calm, cool, so slick. He's the coolest dude in the world. And Owen Wilson is giant nose goober, right? Owen Wilson's funnier, so I like him better. Matthew McConaughey's his nose is right there with it. I mean, both of them got a Chris Witt nose going. You know what? They both Busted, had... twisted, crooked, up and over. You know what's funny? You're right. They both do have noses like that. Also, two pretty good-looking guys, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Like uh, like I said, a lot like Chris Witt. Exactly. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, that's all right. On that bad. note, so, so yeah, so, so next week, I'm gonna to try to get Jay Moore on the podcast. Good, Just dial kidding. him up. It doesn't seem he's probably not doing anything. Didn't he get? I think he, not. Got, he lost his last radio show because something big happened. He did something, got in trouble. It, hit, it was right after him and Nikki. It was right after him and Nikki Cox uh, were getting a divorce back in 2018. Hmm. That's did when his. That's when the, the late night sports show went under. Uh, I don't know if it had something to do with it, but I know there was a lot going on with that. No, he left the show. He left because of everything going on in his personal life. I remember reading about that. Oh, okay. For some reason, I felt like he got in trouble for something along the way. I could be wrong about that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking, got... probably thinking of Rob Gronkowski. I'm probably thinking of him. Um... Never heard of Rob Gronkowski getting in trouble ever. I'm, I'm you know gonna the most trouble that. he got in? You know the most trouble Rob Gronkowski got in? After he won his first Super Bowl, which was Tom Brady's third, I want to say, maybe. Anyway, after he won his first Super Bowl, there's a picture of a porn star with his jersey on and Rob's behind her without a shirt on with her with his arm around her and they're laying in bed. And that's the most trouble Rob Gronkowski's ever got in. And he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. That's true. I'm just saying, Rob Gronkowski down for a good time. He sure is. Other people, other people, they get themselves in trouble. An- another good Family Guy episode. Check out the Family Guy episode when Rob Gronkowski moves in next door uh, to those people. Rob, it's, here's the other thing. A lot of those Family Guy episodes when they're making fun of people, those people don't play themselves. They have people doing the voices and oh, all yeah. that stuff. I totally believe Rob Gronkowski would do his own voice on Family Guy and make fun of himself. Yeah. Self-deprecating is a thing we love about people in general. So once again, another another good strike for Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a ball? Uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Strike against, ball four. Yeah. Ooh, ball four, Jim Bowden. Oh, <laughs> One of three books I've read in my life. There you go. 
Oh, I, I was All thinking right. we gotta do we gotta do Mountain Rushmore of books, but I don't think either one of us have read four books, so I don't think we can. Do I have that. not. I have not read four <laughs> books. I want now. I, I have not read four chapter books. No, no. I take that back. I could probably name four Matt Christopher books right now. <laughs> yeah. Catcher with the glass arm. <laughs> okay. Hard Maybe drive not. to short. <laughs> yeah, hard drive to short. Yep. Uh, touchdown Tommy or something like that. Yeah, I could probably name Matt Christopher was my guy. I did read the Matt Christopher sports books. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's would- probably, those are the longest books that I probably ever read. If it's over 50 pages. The Matt, the Matt no. Christopher books and the Goosebumps books. When I was a kid, I, I, I did the Goosebumps. Were you a Goosebump? That scared me to death. I, I couldn't read Goosebumps. It's too scary. Oh, I couldn't read them now. I'm more scared now than I was then. Oh, no, I'm equally as scared right now as a 37-year-old as I was as a 9-year-old. Yeah, more scared Equally now. as scared. Still, yeah. I, I stayed in a hotel last night. No, this is no joke. In Columbus, in hotel, and weird noise. I turned the light on, slept with the light on whole night, and the yeah. TV. Light and TV fell asleep. 100% I'll do that. 100% I'll do that. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons why I fall asleep to something, whether it's a, a show, um, I, I'll put on, I put on Jeopardy on Netflix a lot at night just to have that something. That will put you to sleep. To have, I love Jeopardy, but I, I will put that on. I'll put The Office, an Office episode I've seen six million times or something like that, or I'll put a, a, a podcast or something so that I've got some noise going on so that I can't hear all the little noises that happen in the night because I will lay there all night and worry myself to death about every little noise. That's funny. So I'm opposite. I'll turn the TV on, but turn it down to zero. I just need when I, when I do hear something and I open my eyes, I need, I need to know that it's not a person. It's just my coat hanging up. I need to know, you know, I need, I need those things right away. Like if there's a ghost in there, uh-huh. I don't want to think maybe it's a ghost cause it's dark. I want to know lights on boom there's George Washington standing in front of me you know what i mean i need to know what's going on yeah i you ever done that walk down a hallway like it's dark and a little bit spooky and you're like and then just start talking out loud yo hey if you're here i'm about to turn around just be standing there all right <laughs> just be there i just want to know if you're there then we're good. We can get this over with. Otherwise, I'm going to be freaked out all the time and then turn yeah. around and look and see if you can see something and never do. I just don't want my heart to actually leave my chest because I'm so like, I, I <laughs> if, yeah, if you're there, if you're behind me, I got, I got to know I'm going to be really scared, but I'm going to know that you're there and I'm going to deal with my fear. Um, if, if I don't know that you're there and I turn around and you're there suddenly, even though I'm already thinking that you're there, but you, but I don't know for sure yet until I turn around and see you, then, then my heart probably leaves my body because it, it, it beats so hard. So I'm the same way, but that's 100%. why I have the conversation before I turn around out loud. That way I'm talking to whatever's there. So when I turn around all good, we've already started a conversation, Yeah, yeah. but everybody, you can talk to anybody in the world. They all tell me I'm the scaredest person in the world. It's not so much that I get scared easily. Mm-hmm. It's that I startle easily. Probably both for me. I think I, 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 would, I would like have a, a contest uh, against you for who is most the, the most scared person. Um, Dude, 
it, that would be a good, I don't know how we would figure that out, but I would hate every second of figuring that out. Uh-huh. I yeah, I don't want to do it. I hate scary movies. I hate horror movies. I hate horror movies aren't terrible. Anything where, where all of a sudden everything slows down and gets quiet and I grab my wife's hand and I'm like, I don't, this is so, I know it's coming and I'm just shaking and I'm moving and I'm like, come on, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. I'm waiting for it, trying to talk myself into not jumping when whatever happens, happens. And then <laughs> boom, some freaky dude standing behind him in an instant. And it, boom, I jump like a little girl. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and I've recently found out. That. Yes, me too. I do say even when you know it's coming, you still jump. You still get scared. It still yeah. doesn't feel good. People, for whatever reason, I think we've talked about this before. I don't understand the high that people get from that. Like people, people get like a rush or like a, that, an adrenaline rush or something that they like. And that's why they like that stuff. The opposite for me. It's the worst. That adrenaline rush is the worst feeling to me. And I recently found out that I, um, what is it? What is it called? A certain type of movie, not horror, um, but like um, it's like suspense, uh, something like that. So yeah, it's but it's not that exactly. I'm 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 drawing a blank, but it's the type of movie that my that my girl likes to watch. I don't like any of that stuff. It's it's uh like my um, like mind. Uh, I forget. I, there's a certain word for the genre, but. I can't deal with it. It's just, and, and it's like all, it's about murder. It's about, you know, sc- there's just scary. You got, oh, like stuff where you, mystery, like where you got to figure out, how, like you got to think I'm good at that stuff. Like those ones that are like drama stuff or something like that, where I've got to, I'll be like, babe, babe, that's the, the what's going to happen is this guy did it and he did it this way. This happened here. And she's like, what? That's the craziest thing. They haven't said anything about that. And then boom, that's what happens. Thriller, I love that maybe, stuff. Something thriller, I feel like, like suspense maybe, thriller or yeah. like uh, something like that. Or I feel like suspense thriller sounds terrible to me. Yeah, it is. It's it's awful. It's awful, awful movies. That and, sounds horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some of it is like it has a lot of that, uh, you know, where you got to think through it, and 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 that's that part's fine. But it's but it's a movie like that with blended with scary michael myers yeah that kind of stuff or just like you know turn a corner and there's a dead guy yeah people playing mind games or or yeah like you're somebody's setting you up to murder you at the end but they're like giving you all these clues throughout it or something like that like it's mm -mm, nope nope i don't want any so two things for me before we're done same thing with absolutely hating think it's ridiculous don't understand it haunted houses why in god's name you want to walk through a haunted house is the here's me okay so this is the second thing but i'm going to bring it back to the haunted house i like if you walk up and like poke me on the side and like it's like a tickle kind of a thing i am a paranoid schizophrenic (laughs) for the next three hours if someone walks within a foot of me, I'm jumping and moving away. And people think that's the funniest thing in the world. But if you tickle me, you, there's a really good chance you're going to get hurt. And I tell everyone, don't do it because I'm going to smack. I'm going to punch. And get, it's just a natural reaction. I don't like it. I don't like jumping. I don't like, I don't like any of that. Uh-huh. I'm, I, I'm a physical person 
I've hit a woman. <laughs> Not because of what they said or because they tried to fight me, but they tickled me. And I've hit women when they tickle me. I mean, their arm as they're trying to tickle me. Not like in the face. <laughs> you didn't knock but... anybody out. <laughs> I didn't knock anybody out. The old Dane Cook But joke. that being said, yeah. So... <laughs> I had to punch my grandmother in the chest. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't remember. So that being said, that being said, haunted houses for me are horrible because you know, I know I walk up to a corner and I'm and I my brother-in-law will be like, come on, man, so I don't, no, I don't want to. Come on, we just go through. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, the, the Kings Island does it. We leave when the haunted stuff happens. I me and my wife leave. They stay. I take their kids with me. Now their kids love it. I hope my kids love it. They stay with them. I'm not going. I walk through a haunted house and I come to a corner and I'm like, son of a mother, I do not want to turn this corner. I don't <laughs> want to do this. Uh -huh. I know what's going to happen and it's still going to make me jump. Uh -huh. I hate it. I hate it more than anything in the world. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want someone to slightly spook me. I don't want to be poked and tickled and prodded. And oh, I'm getting now. I'm not going to be able to go upstairs near my wife. I, when I walk up steps, I run up steps because I've been goosed so many times. They, she thinks it's funny as uh, like I, I, if somebody's right behind me, I start running up steps. I think somebody's going to try to poke me or goose me or do something like that because the goose is right in the frame of mind, not I frame just, of mind, eyesight. I, I do the same thing with steps, but it's just because I think there's a ghost behind me. There's somebody following me up the steps or that's going to reach through the steps and grab my foot or something like that. I, I, I hate, I hate coming up the steps in my basement. I, I can't stand it. Um, you live alone too, man. That's gotta be tough. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'd, I'd move my washer and dryer to the first floor. <laughs> yeah. Find a just, way to do it. Just fill, just fill the basement with cement. Just, just fill it in. Might have, I might have a crack in the foundation down there and it's leaking like a sieve. I never know it because I ain't going down there. <laughs> As you broadcast live from the basement. <laughs> yeah, but the basement's finished. It's not spooky <laughs> it and scary is. down here. Looks fantastic now. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I have not, in my adult life, I have not been to a haunted house. Um, and I haven't been to like a good professional haunted house ever, really. Like I've been to smaller haunted houses. Like I, back when it was, when we were kids and like everybody wasn't trying to murder you or, or uh, rape you, it, um, you could go into other people's houses sometimes. And I remember that we went, when we were trick-or-treating, once in a while there would be a house that had like a haunted, that was like a haunted house and you had to go in and there was, we, there was a house a couple streets over and we actually knew the family. So that was a little easier, but, um, but I remember trick-or-treating and we got to that house and it was a haunted house. You walked inside and walked through the first floor of the house and they had a haunted house. Set was up. it on Meyerfeld? Yeah. Yeah. It was the past, oh, yeah. it was the past right. up at the end, but um, man, I, I, yeah, I, we did houses, a haunted house at I, my, I won't do it. At, at my dad's house. We did a haunted house one year for Halloween and I hated it. I didn't like hiding in the dark waiting for someone to come. So I thought someone was going to scare me while <laughs> I was getting ready to scare some other kid. My, well, our cousin did it with me and one of our friends 
and a couple of our friends did it. And you had to walk around my backyard and inside and we had tents and drapes and all this stuff. And there's woods on the one side. Yep. One dude was like, looked like he was half dead mannequin. Then he jumped up at him. And I had to be in that area with him. And that scared me to death. It scared me every time he jumped. I knew he was going to do it. And it scared me every time he jumped. And then I jumped after he did from behind the kid who tried to run away. But it worked perfectly. Oh, my God. I hated every second of it. It was fun. It was really cool. We did a really good job. But I hated every second of it. You know what's crazy is it's so fun to scare other people. But it's so devastating to get scared. I hate being scared and I try not to scare people because of now that I'm older. Yeah. You know, younger I would now that I'm older, I purposely don't want to scare people. My wife will be in the basement and the music will be on. She's folding laundry or something. And she gets spooked a little bit sometimes. If you just turn around a corner and go, Hey, what's up? Oh my gosh. Scares the heck out of me. So I try to be extra loud coming down the steps and I'll yell, Hey babe, what's hey? I'm coming. You know, and like start talking to her before I'm ever in sight. Yeah. So I can make noise like vacuuming when she's vacuuming. Oh, I hate vacuuming. Hey, when I vacuum, I don't even know if I vacuum anything because my head's on a swivel the whole time. Yeah. Before I got a shop vac, I would still go over to my dad's house and use his shop vac outside to vacuum out my car. And I would go yeah. over there and I would just go open the garage and get the shop vac out and start doing it. And the thing is so loud. And you're, you know, you're like, you got yep. the door open and you're down there, like you're in the your car. Yep. Back. And, and, you know, suddenly I turn around and he's right and there. He's right there. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I mean, just wanted to die instead. It was just the worst feeling. Oh Lord. <laughs> I don't even know how we got to this point, but we got to get out of here. It is way too late. We have done this podcast for too long and got into way too much weird stuff. Super Bowl will be over. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about uh, how COVID is ruining college basketball and we need to figure out a way how we're going to actually have a tournament. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. NBA still still going strong in the middle. They're talking about actually doing an all-star game now. Yeah, there, or maybe not an all-star. I'm sorry, maybe not an all-star game, but an all-star weekend where they're going to possibly do some of the the fun stuff you know the the shooting and the 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 skills challenges and stuff like that because they're more spread out and there's not an actual thing so they're they're talking about it nothing is put in place i've heard some different things so maybe we get into that we'll have jay moore we will have adam sandler movies for the mount rushmore sounds like you're good at Sounds like we'll be ready to go. All right, so till then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.